0: Psalm 23 is a great, great chapter in the Bible. It's a great, great writing. It's become so great because it says so much to so many at different times in their lives. It is a song that one person penned. We think David. Others think otherwise. But certainly David is at the heart of it. And certainly it could have been David's psalm if it was not. It could also be my psalm. And in fact, it is my psalm. Perhaps it's your psalm. Perhaps sometimes you struggle over some of the verses, but perhaps it's your song. I would challenge you to think about it this way. If this is not your song, if these words in this psalm are not yours to sing, then a couple of things are going on. One, you have simply failed to recognize the presence of God in your life. That might be a possibility. Because we, after all, live in the West. And you know how smart we are in the West, right? You know how self-reliant we are in the West, especially if we live west of the Mississippi, right? I mean, we are in the great, great place of individuality. Individuality has, in fact, moved us to a place of power and strength and great weakness. Because i got news for you. Nine months later... know some of you so well, I'm pretty sure you don't really have all the answers. (laughs) And I know some of you pretty well, in fact, uh, I'm pretty sure you get lost, just like a sheep. You know the thing about a sheep is, they really need a shepherd, because a sheep, one of the dumbest animals on earth. Sort of like a sheep. I'm coming back to that. But relax a little bit because after all, the sermon title is This Is My Song. So I'm talking about me. And I can certify today. I have certificates to prove it. I'm pretty dumb. And in fact, if you know much about my life, and thank God you don't know too much yet, you would know how dumb I can be. My wife could write you a book. (laughs) Fortunately, on the day, I'm preaching this song. She's home ill. So I don't have to worry about her jumping up to testify and say amen when I admit my dumbness. I'm sort of thankful for that, recount the sore throat right now, but she knows that sometimes I look really good, and she also knows sometimes when I'm looking really good it's because I'm being a good sheep and following the shepherd. But left to my own, unfortunately, my song can get off key. I can wander astray just like a sheep. For a sheep without a shepherd is, well, it's a lost sheep. And this passage of Scripture has meant a lot for me for a long time. I don't claim to have been a great student of it because of my own good intentions, but rather a great student of it because life has driven me the scriptures many times. And in my position, sometimes you're asked to do strange things. Yesterday was one of them. I drove to East Texas and celebrated a memorial service for my aunt. My brother and I doing that service at 11 o'clock. The only living sibling of my mother that was left passed away a week or so before that. And I had thought of all kinds of scriptures to use for that service. I knew what my brother was using. He was using her favorite scripture but by the time i got ready to drive that morning on the way for that two-hour drive i decided i would use one that was so important to me one i've been thinking about all week for this service and even one that applied something to what i did that afternoon because after the funeral i drove straight back and here to the church to celebrate an afternoon wedding that's kind of what preacher is like some days you have a funeral in the morning and a wedding at night or vice versa And then sometimes things happen right in the middle of it that become part of your song. Because, you see, this song, though often used for funerals, is really a song that people turn to when they are looking for the best and most true words that sum up life. Because life needs a lot of summing up. In the midst of our wanderings as sheep, there are things that come and face us that drive us to our knees. That drive us to tears, that leave us speechless, that cause us to look around for, for the shepherd. And when we do, we find ourselves going back to these words, thousands of years old, and clinging to them in the midst and the struggles of our daily lives. It doesn't, you don't have to be very old before you get that. I was in high school when I got the phone call that Johnny Anderson was dead. Almost having signed a contract for a football scholarship to SMU from the little town of Farmersville. Strong and robust. He was helping his family move into a new house over the Christmas holidays and they were pulling up this real tall pole out in the country so they could get TV reception and they pulled it up right into a power line. And Johnny... As you would expect, of all those tugging on that big, tall pole was at the bottom because he was strong. And he took the full bl- blunt force of that electrical shot and it killed him in- instantly in a small town. was thrown into disarray. The leader in our youth group was gone. And we had questions of our pastors. Why? How can this happen? Where was God? How do we think about moments such as this? Life drives you to the scriptures, and often it drives you to this song, once you begin to sing it over and over in your heart, in the middle of your own personal struggles. We all will have them. And so today, I come here today speaking about this summing up in life with the themes of Provision and abundance and restoration in the background. All the kinds of words that we need when we're struggling with life to sing my song. I'm like a sheep. I'll admit it. And some of you can admit it already. Don't ask the staff, please, for illustrations. They can tell you how much of a sheep I am at times. And I get that. I'm not comfortable with it. Because I don't like the word done particularly. But you know, sometimes humans are like sheep we seem incapable of taking care of ourselves. It's part of what we call the human condition. And that's hard for a lot of Westerners to take. They like to think they are self-sufficient. They like to think that they're strong. We like to believe we're capable of amazing things just in our own intellect and our own willpower and our own dogged determination to do well. But it's kind of like skiing. I so wanted to ski. It looked like so much fun, you know, gliding down the hills. I was athletic at the time, and yes, much younger, and yes, much smaller. Watch where your mind goes. And <laughs> at that point, I was skiing, so I just assumed all these other people were skiing. I could ski too, much to my chagrin, time after time. crawling up off that snow until pretty soon I was humbly at the cross with the church group and the pastor couldn't ski. And I looked at some of those other people that could ski and I thought, God, this is not right. I'll get it next year. Next year, I was a little bigger and the results were a little worse. (laughs) The skis will not turn for my body. I don't get it. They say lean into the slope, and everything in my body says that's the wrong thing to do. And so I never got it. Turning, I could never turn. I remember my lasting moment on skis. I had gotten to a top of a place where I didn't belong because they'll carry you there. I was coming down after I don't know how many falls to the last slope, and I got my balance. I can stay balanced in a straight line. I was going really fast. And I was thinking, this is really dumb. I don't know how to stop. I remember what they said. Sit down. I'm pretty low to the ground anyway, so I tried to sit down. I got my feet under me, and I was still going really fast. And I felt my right leg. Out of under me. And I felt how tight it was getting. And I was not saying the Lord's Prayer. I'll confess. I was reciting my sheepness. You fool. You're about to break your leg. And then I was praying. I didn't went straight past the 23rd Psalm. And straight to God. And said God don't let me break my neck. And I prefer not to break my ankle either or my leg. And finally I got to the bottom of the hill and I was so quivering and I thank God for that person who said, be sure to you tighten your boots tight or else I would have snapped that leg, I'm sure, halfway down. All I had instead was just a deep bone bruise for about six months that I could hardly work that leg but it wasn't broken because God has pity upon his sheep. When we're done, I have never led another ski trip (laughs) i have never tried to get on skis again and guess what i will never do it in this world as long as i breathe unless i get to less than 200 pounds and then like a sheep i want to try one more time (laughs) because i don't want to get to heaven and hear jesus say you gave up on skiing what's the deal I wish that were the only time I'm like a sheep. You know what I mean? I wish all of my stories about being a sheep were humorous. They are not. I wish all of them could be taken in such a prosperous way as to teach me a lifelong lesson I would never forget. But unfortunately, like a sheep, I keep repeating some of those dumb lessons a human. And until Christ returns, I, or I go to him, I will remain a human. So I'm going to have some sheepness to deal with. But I am not just a sheep. Though I am subject to the frailties of being human, subject to wander into trouble, unaware sometimes of what I'm even wandering into. Unfortunately for me, unlike a sheep, I do have a brain that can think And sometimes I think myself into wandering away, not because I'm a sheep, but because I'm a human standing on two legs and because I'm willful and sinful and like my own way. And sometimes in my idle moments, they are not I-D-L-E moments, but they are I-D-O-L moments when I'm wandering after an idol instead of idly dwelling away in my mind. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes when you know what God wants you to do, but instead you just willfully, with all your Western strength, go ahead and do what you know to be wrong, but you do it anyway. And then you act surprised at the consequences. You know, humans have an amazing ability to be surprised by what they know is going to happen. You're laughing at yourself, right? I hope. Not just my song, but your song. It's our common song that sometimes we just do dumb things, even when we know they're dumb, and we can't even use the sheep excuse. Like, oh, I don't know. Let's take something at random, like not really listening to what the girl said. The little lady Sydney, when she read Micah, Malachi, excuse me, and she said something about what was it? Something about ten percent. Do you know how many sheep are wandering around in churches? That believes that's just a story. I'm so glad I'm at a church now that doesn't think that. Preach it, brother. Preach it. Tithing is for all the sheep. Those that are smarter than others. And those who just know they need to believe the scriptures. Because it's the word of truth. God is just dying to be our shepherd. Literally. Died for us on Good Friday my troubles and my days of wandering around I found my shepherd oh I'm not the perfect sheep still yet but I've learned that my shepherd has called me to live like a shepherd and care for others even in the midst of my mistakes before I began this business of being a full time shepherd I was a shepherd to others then too Because I was beginning to understand that it's the job of all of us who are following the shepherd to shepherd one another. One of the most powerful messages for me as your new pastor was to see you praying for one another at this chancel rail. One of the most powerful messages I've yet received is to see you down with your children and your youth at this chancel rail. Struggling with life with your children and with your youth. With your partners. With your friends. With your classmates. Because there are too many chancel rails in the church of Jesus Christ that are there as a symbol of where we meet God and they're not being used as a place where we actually do it. Today, a little different symbol before we even started worship, men gathered at the chancel rail praying for this service, coming up and laying their hands on the scriptures The children would take home and praying over those words that they might use them well. I'm a shepherd who, who tries to lead other sheep while I pay attention to the shepherds in my own life and try to listen for the truth coming from them. You see, verse 1 tells us about these provisions. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me to signs of quiet waters. He restores my soul. He meets my needs. Now, don't get, don't get overly carried away with the scripture. He doesn't say that all my needs are all my wants he says all my needs he doesn't say you'll have everything you want in fact he promises you he will be there with you to bride, to bride for you also his presence when you're frightened when you're scared to death when you're facing death and I can testify as a shepherd of the sheep of the house of God that over and over again I've seen people at the throes of death where they've been able to say with a smile yes I'm dying with the Lord and is my shepherd I do not want and I will not be afraid nurses love to ask patients if they're afraid when they're dying I I hope I get the chance to be cognizant when some nurse comes in to say that to me and when she starts to say that to me I want to stop her if I know I'm dying and I have enough sense to know it I'm going to tell her before she asks me if you're about to ask me if I'm afraid the answer is no just like my daddy said no in 1995 I'm not afraid so don't ask me let me tell you why I'm not afraid because I'm not going somewhere where I don't know anybody I'm going somewhere where I know more people there than I know here (laughs) and I'm going somewhere to be with my shepherd forever and I won't be a dumb sheep anymore I'll be in heaven. I won't be an angel anymore. There are already angels. He created them. I'm going to be a human, not with wings. I'm going to be snapping my fingers and doing all kinds of cool things. Dancing in heaven. Having a ball. Doing whatever it is God has for us to do there. So just don't ask me if I'm afraid because I'm not. Am I concerned? Because I don't know if there will be golf courses a little bit. <laughs> Am I worried about there being donuts in heaven? Well, I thought about it. But I assume if there's not a donut, there will be something else. Just don't ask me if I'm being afraid. Look in my eyes, lady. And know what you can know for yourself. There's no fear in the hands of my shepherd. No fear at all. There may be anxiety, but that's all human. There's not going to be any fear. Not for me, and I pray not for you. i got one more story and I'm through. Last night, I was celebrating the wedding. And I heard a story from a mother who was broken up about her adult-age son. Broke it up because he had told him the day before on the phone he was coming to the wedding, too. That he thought when he got back, he was going to end his life within the next day or two. He'd come to the place in his life where it just didn't have meaning. Well, you know, you, you can't hear a story like that. And as we talked on, I said, well... He's here still, right? Yeah. Uh, What would he, how would he react if he knew you had told me this? And she said, poorly. And he would say, that's why I never tell her anything, because she tells too many people. And she said, but we're plotting a cousin plan to rescue him. I thought, that's a good idea, but my food kind of became relevant, irrelevant as I played on my table I thought what can I say to this young man that won't drive him farther away but that could be helpful without betraying any words Without, how can I get him in a place where I can even mention something to him about such a tender moment how can I do that well I want him to just go across the room and say you there get up come with me <laughs> go over to this room and shake him and say look you're not a dumb sheep you're a smart sheep You've got so much to offer. And God has so much to plan to you. And he would not hear a word of that if I'd done it. So I just said, Lord, I don't know how we're going to do this because I'm tired. I've got to go to work in the morning again. You know, I, was, I don't know. What are we going to do? And they were dancing. And they were doing all the special things. And I was wondering and fretting about how I was going to find a chance to talk to that sheep. And I turned around. The chair was being pulled out. And there that dumb sheep sat right down. The seat vacated by another person, and I smiled, (laughs) and we talked, and we visited, and after that was over, we stood a little while, a little later, and I looked him in the eyes, and I said, you know, sometimes it's the darkest. God a while ago. Do you believe in God? He said, yes. I said, then you know that God is not finished with you, right? He looked at me for a moment. He didn't really say much. He kind of nodded a little bit. And then he wandered away. I thought that was all. And then when I got ready to leave, guess who I bumped into? looked at him and said your mother has my phone number I know you live across the sea you a land far far away where you work but if you need to call call me I want it so bad to say don't be a dumb sheep <laughs> sometime when you're young you can be really can think that a moment in your young life is probably all there is to life open your head listen you're just getting started if you don't do something really stupid because of a bad moment and if you're thinking about doing something really stupid I'm not talking about necessarily taking your life there's other ways to be stupid you can take drugs You can drive a car when you've been drinking another stupid thing you shouldn't have been doing. Then you go to compounded by adding another. If you're doing any of those stupid things or about to enter into it over your head, here's the word for you today. Pick up your cell phone, find it in your pocket, and call me. I don't care what time it is. Just don't be stupid. Because if I have to do your funeral, because you've been stupid and you never called out, I will seek you out like a heat-guided missile when I get to heaven. <laughs> and I will blow up all over you and tell you what all you could have done on earth if you would have just stayed here. Instead of taking what you thought was an easy way out because you were having a bad day. Please. We all have bad days. And you may be thinking, yeah, but you don't have any bad days I got. Well, I don't they pay me to stay in. I'm there. I can be there any time day or night. You need to talk to me. I will talk you out of your bad day if you'll give me half a shot. I will show you another way to live as to the way you're thinking about living. But you know what? You are not a dumb sheep. You get to make choices. So if you choose not to call me or someone (laughs) else you trust, one of your youth leaders or your youth pastor, whatever that can't do anything about that. You can just be done. We'll talk about you. I'll use you for sermon illustrations over (laughs) and over and over again. And the rest of the youth will suffer because of you. Just saying, that's what's going to happen. The only thing worse than a dumb teenage sheep is a dumb, uncommunicating she. This is my song. The Lord is my shepherd. Is he yours? <laughs> Let us pray. Gracious God in heaven, we sing praises to your name for the ways you have delivered us. Come to us now in these moments and whisper in our ears in ways that each of us can hear you personally. You are our shepherd. You don't care about how many wandering roads we've taken. You don't care about how many mistakes we've had in the past. You're here right now to guide us from this day forward. If only we'll come to you. Come, Lord Jesus. Come to us all. Renew our sense of your guiding hands in our lives. Help us to recall the abundant ways you've given us what we need, though maybe not all we want. Help us to remember that when we're afraid, you're there. Help us to remember when we put ourselves in danger, you are there. Help us to remember that it is our obligation and our opportunity to sing our song of praise to the shepherd because each of us has a different song to sing. May we sing it in chorus and may the notes be heard round this world today and in all the tomorrows to come. For I ask it in Jesus' name.